All right, hello everyone. Welcome, one and all. WWE. I think that's my new goal: is to fuck up every intro of this podcast. Yeah, we usually cut that out, but uh, we're gonna keep that one in. Um, all right, hello everybody. And welcome to Manga for Dummies episode. I will, should probably write that down. Are we at episode six? Uh, five. 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 Okay. If cool. we don't count the shorts. Okay. Yeah. Uh, episode five with uh with three again. Maybe <laughs> we'll have six one day. Oh, <laughs> I will, maybe all of us will be here one day. Yeah. And anyway, um. So yeah, for today we had the objective of chapters seventy-one to ninety. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of neat things that happen in this chapter. I think it's a pretty action-packed chapter, uh, chapters, uh, unlike us others that felt a little, like, uh, world-buildy, this one is, uh, non-stop uh-huh. action, and, yeah. uh, to be fair, we, I feel like the characters revisit a lot of the, the places that were world-build, which was really neat in that sense. Yeah. So, uh, like always, well, not like always, because we recently-ish started using this format. Uh, we brought talking points, and uh, we'll see how that goes. I like that you bring it up every time. Yeah. Just okay. highlights how smart of an idea it was. Sick son of a bitch. Okay, anyway. Uh, well, they never know what our format is, so we gotta... We yeah, gotta... yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, we keep them on their toes. Yeah, it might be... Any any episode could be everybody's anybody's first episode, right? Yeah. One episode might just be an hour and a half of silence. Yeah, we don't know a, yet. We'll see. We're avant garde like that. Yeah, it's a. Academy records, no audio is captured. Yeah. It'd be only video for some reason. And it's just the no three audio. of us staring blankly at a camera. Yeah, perfect. Oh, you're staring at a camera? I mean, no, but we'll do it if it's a video. <laughs> we oh. have to. Wow, we're going in really strong spots here, guys. All right. Yeah, these talking points are real bad. <laughs> All right. As, speaking of talking, um, my first talking point was the introduction of even more Talking Chimeras. <laughs> that transition. Smooth. That transition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, listen, man. I'm I'm convinced at this point that they were just meant to be kept a secret. These are these are experimental and they're they're prototype ish and they weren't meant for the the I mean, how could you say it? The real world? The this innocent like some, world. Yeah, I mean, yeah, what, yeah. What's what's exactly new about them? I mean, we they they were in Greed's gang, so naturally they should be in the military too. I mean, I, Greed only got a few of them, so I th- I think it's just that Yuan still isn't over Nina's death. I think that's what it is. You can't get over it. Come on, dude. You can't. You can't. I mean, it's I. Right. It's done now. It it is an interesting point though, because it 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 does raise a lot of questions as to why they're funding this research if i mean if most of the government officials are corrupt which is something we learn now uh they they have no reason to be funding tucker's research i think this is just something that that was you know she the the mangaka presented the idea earlier in the series and she thought it was cool so she wanted to revisit it and i don't think i mean maybe there is maybe we're not thinking hard enough because we're all dumb dumbs but Maybe there, maybe you know, it could just be as simple as it was a cool concept, and she wanted to revisit it. 
I mean, if we go looking back, um, if we have hindsight 2020 powers and we go back and had to rewrite the story, I think mm. the mangaka could have probably made Shotaker older and make it like a wise old, not necessarily wise, but like an old man who's maybe like a crazy old man who's done research on chimeras for like years. So she mm. can call back like, oh, thanks to Shotaka's research, um, we made these chimeras a long time ago. Um, uh-huh. It'd be harder to incorporate Nina, but I'm pretty sure with her skills, uh, that wouldn't be too hard. Well, we could. What we could have done, or what we could do, is we could go back and have Tucker be the one who created all these chimeras. So, like the ones who hang out with Greed and these ones right here, and we could consider Nina a, a failed experiment. He has been trying to recreate Chimera without a Philosopher's Stone for years, and this is as far as he gets. There you go. Plot oh, wait. Fixed. Well, another Easy. another way is that uh, these chimeras are obviously meant for military use. Maybe he thought that he wanted to make uh, chimeras for like pet use, household use, and uh, mm. just mm. talking ones. Like That's this is commercialized. Nope. I don't. Nope. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't want a talking dog. No, not anyway. I have a better yeah. question. It's All these chimeras are talking about returning back to normal, but they can still transform back to their human selves. Like, I understand probably the process was horrible and everything, and, like, now they can transform, but, like, it's like having a superpower, just extra. Well, yeah, but, I mean, they're freaks, you know? There's obviously... There's obviously reason for them to want to go back to normal, you know? They're they're not the same. They have... They've been, like, they've been fused with an animal, which... I, I, I would agree with you, honestly. If I could become a chimera that could just go back to normal, that'd be pretty fucking dope. I mean, but, aren't you, know. you aren't you already part ape? <laughs> Damn, that's what's rude. Trying to fire <laughs> shots. No, but uh, I mean, if we remember the Greed's gang, I'm pretty sure half of them were like cripples uh, before becoming Chimera. So even if they went back to normal, would they go back to cripples? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think the whole, like I said before, I think the whole topic of Chimeras was just, it was a cool idea, not meant to think too much about it. You know, it does bring up some some questionable plot elements, of course, but but you know, at the end of the day, it's just I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to justify this one, honestly. It's it was it a mistake? We don't know. We can't ask the fucking manga artist. If we were smart, we probably could have done some research and see what she had to say on it. If this question was ever brought up to her, but we're not. So yeah, this is what we call manga for dummies, not manga for smart people. <laughs> also, these Chimera lost relatively fast to Edward, to be honest. Like, the ones in Greed Gang at least had, like, talent and were able to kick some ass. I'm guessing it's because by now, uh, Al, uh, not Al, Ed, Ed is uh, used to facing off Chimeras. Yeah. Um. Well, okay, well, Max, to go back to what you said about them having, like, that extra superpower, by that logic, wouldn't it be dumb for Ed to want to go get his original body back? No, because you... Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're a bunch of shit with auto-mail, so... It's not It's not like it's a perfect thing. Because, like, the whole Chimera thing is, like, you still get to be human. But you well, only need to use the Chimera side of you, like, when in danger or something. Well, there's probably that's some... my thought. What if but then like with the one Nina one? thing, like, because you also have the soul of the animal you're bonded with, I guess. So that's probably a big... Issue. Right, I think at yeah. a certain point, like the camera dudes did say, like, "Oh, my animal instincts are going off." Exactly. Maybe they so have maybe... like even bigger animal instincts that like piss them off. 
Yeah, it's just like inconvenience. Well, inconvenience, not. It's it's putting it lightly, but they have inconveniences. Like maybe maybe Frog Boy has like acid reflux because of his mucus <laughs> spot powers. <laughs> you know, like a physician. Yeah, yeah, maybe he used to be maybe he used to be jacked, and now his new frog powers made him fat as hell. Like it's and he has a tail. Mm-hmm. Maybe the other dude like can't get hair pets anymore because his hair is always spiky and uncomfortable to touch. I mean, didn't really matter. At the end of chapter ninety, he gets fucking pooey. Does he? Yeah, Kimberly shows up and is like, "Haha, bitch." That's the lion one, though. Is that the lion one? Yeah, the, yeah, the lion one the gets fucking bodied. Yeah. Oh. Heinkel? Is that? Well, I mean, he already lost an arm, so I guess he's not really that important. Max, you're German. How do how do you say that name? It's like Heinkel or some shit. Heinkel. There you go, Heinkel. Eh. All right. Well, there you go. You want? I hope that cleared some. <laughs> I hope that cleared your questions. I just hope the next few uh, chapters don't have even more chimeras. Um, because at a certain point, it really breaks down the 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 importance of um, Nina. But uh, I. Well, <laughs> listen, man. Um, I I actually I don't remember if there are more chimeras, but we have seen in the underground of Father's Lair about fifty chimeras. Being guards, so uh, oh, yeah, you're right. But those don't talk, as far as I know. <laughs> those don't. So it's also, okay. Is it yeah. just me, or they, it took them like super short to get from the north back to central, almost? Well, when they left Briggs. Yeah. Well, is there a t- really a time skip thing? Like there was, yeah, there was definitely. Oh, there was. I'm yeah, yeah, there was like a six month period. That's how. That's how Lanfan or Ranfan was able to get her arm, like, operation, yeah. automail, surgery, other words that apply to this situation. Well, anyway, uh, going back to, I mean, if we're <laughs> moving off the point of Briggs, uh, I remember last last time we had this episode, well, not this episode, but last time we had an episode, uh, VJ talked about how Briggs miraculously holds off Drachma. Yeah. Um... And then I, I mean, we got the opportunity to look to to see what happens when Drachma attacks, and uh, it ain't pretty. No, it is not. It's not very impressive. Yeah, it's uh, at least from what I I'm guessing is that probably Amestris has alchemists, while Drachma has no alchemists. Is that the it's biggest possible. difference? It, it's possible. We don't really know don't anything about Drachma. I don't think they used alchemists. I just think they used their technological weapons because they had those war tanks and everything, and mm-hmm. they just wiped the floor with them. Yeah. Straight uh, up. Because we didn't meet any alchemists. Like, alchemists would usually gather up to, like, see other alchemists. Right. Yeah. The only the only alchemists outside of Amestris that we know exist for a fact are, are in Sing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it might be just a, one of those rare things. And to be fair, it's also pretty possible that alchemy only exists in those two countries because uh, Father and Hohenheim, like, that's where they traveled and that's where they established their right. their empires, I guess. So that's where alchemy was founded. I mean, you know, before Xerxes, but Xerxes is yeah. done now, so. And the Ishvalans only learned, well, at least one Ishvalan only learned about alchemy by studying those two countries. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so created, like, a mix of the two. Yeah. yeah. So it stands to reason that... Uh, Only those two countries have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that actually does bring up something I wanted to ask you guys. Uh, 
when when they start deciphering uh, Scar's brother's notes, mm-hmm. um, what did you think of that process? I, I this is a nitpick because obviously code, they had to... coded his notes with a mortal and golden body. No, well, it was less. It was less the <laughs> the the hints that he left, and more so how they how they found out. Like obviously, given enough time, they probably could have found it out. But just the fact that. <laughs> In the in the span of three panels, they discovered how to reverse the giant alchemy circle by just like May picking up the book and says, "You know what? There's a lot of mentions of the world of the word gold and stuff. Let's just take the book apart and connect them like tic tac toe or whatever, and and draw on it and see what happens." I feel like there was a bit of a jump there. Like I feel like a bit more logic had to be applied. To that, for them to find that out, I feel like it wasn't earned. Basically, I mean, she's eleven years old. Like that's what I'm saying. Let her, it, let her do that. It was such a jump in, in, in like in, in reasoning. You know, it was like, okay, well, there's a lot of mentions of gold. Let's, let's draw on the papers. It's like, I'm what? Why? Well, the author probably already had the thought of coding their alchemy. Yeah. So he was just like, how can I make them realize to do this? And it's like. I'm, I mean, yeah, but it, 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 all I'm saying is I feel like it could have been given a bit more attention, you know? I mean, on the other hand, uh, like we said, like, it, in terms of the Ishbal people, it's, it's I'm pretty sure, like, Scar's brother is, like, one of the first or only alchemist-savvy people. So maybe it's just that because he's, like, one of the first, he hasn't ever had to really decode it hard. Uh, code, code it in a way that's like hard to decipher because no, even if even if like his neighbor comes in and grabs his papers, he won't it's always. It's not like they can understand. Yeah, I mean, yes. I mean, yes. There's like there's like a there's, you gotta give like a lot of um, leeway for the author because I, I do agree with you that it's a little too too simplistic. Mm. Um, but I mean, last time that we had like a decoding scene, we, she also had that sort of easy getaway with that girl that randomly has like photographic memory. Um, <laughs> like if I, I already accepted that, so I don't think like I have to accept this if I accepted that, which I think that's even more ridiculous that you just happen I mean, to know somebody with photographic memory. Who read, read everything? Sheska, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, that's, that's fine. You, you know, obviously it was... It, it wasn't necessary for that character to exist. Like, they could have just not burned down the library and have that be as is. But even then, like, the, the whole discovering what a Philosopher's Stone was, that process took the Elrics, like, a few weeks to find out. Like, a few weeks of not sleeping and just staying in the library and figuring shit out. Well, and, mean, that, and what you guys said, what you said, Max, about... Or, uh, either Max or you, I'm sorry. Um, I'm tired. Uh, one of you guys said that, like, he he was new to alchemy. Scar's brother was new to alchemy, so he didn't take the time to code his his research or whatever. And if a, a mestrist alchemist had looked at the pages and then come to that conclusion, I would have accepted it a little bit more. But it's May who who makes this connection. Well, I mean, this she also studies alchemy. It's not far. What? Yes, but she she it's not the same alchemy at all, you know. Well, I mean, his is a mix of both, like. It's it's not like you can't make any leap of judgment already studying one kind, then you're looking at a mixed kind, and you're like, oh, that could make sense. I also feel I, that they had a little more idea of what they're looking for through these papers, because um, yeah. they're obviously trying to find like something to help Situation X, while uh, trying to find like the composition of something. I feel like 
is is harder in general because it's more vague. Um, this one, they at least have like an end goal in mind of what they want to look for, so it's a little bit easier to decode. Once again, like I already said, that like there's a lot of you got to give a lot of leeway to the author because in in many cases, I agree with you that this is a little too easy. Um, then again, like because of the fast-paced nature of these last few chapters that we read. Um, I feel like this is just her using like a time-saving mechanic or something. Yeah, because like new alchemists didn't think about it too hard. It, it makes it, the only thing that that I guess I mean it doesn't bother me obviously because on a first read through you don't you know it's not something you pick up. It's like okay they may they use deductive reasoning and this that and this and that. Um, I just feel like it's it's a problem. Uh, sure quote, bothers unquote. you in hindsight, Jesus. <laughs> Well, no, it's not. But that's the thing. It's not that it bothers me. I just feel it's something that could have been handled a little better. Like it's something that they could have brought up after the time skip. They could have had a short scene of them uncovering finally after six months of six months of research what the reverse alchemy circle looks like. It's it's just something that could have been, I guess, handled slightly better. But again, this is a nitpick that I'm bringing up. It's it's whatever. Hey, Marco, it's like you use the alchemy there. circle to set up traps. Yeah, but mm-hmm. you, could, you could do that in general, I think. I think this I mean, giant wait. alchemy circle is a little harder to do. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, Marco didn't set up traps. Yeah, he did. He was yeah, lying. he did, dude, You get envy. He was lying, dude. It, it, literally, in the next panel, it's just you see that it's just May who's oh, making yeah. the alchemy go off. Oh, yeah, remote. Yeah, no, remote. oh, I meant yeah. when he used the alchemy against envy. He had that circle in his hand. Well, there you go. Like what they found. Could have dropped that whole shit about about them discovering the reverse alchemy circle pre time skip, and they could have showcased it then and there. Marco finally pulls out the glove and pops Envy in the face, and then we could have had something like a little flashback during the six months where you know Marco and May and and whoever else was with them are slaving over this research trying to find a cure or a reversal to the alchemy circle, and that think- could have been it. Do you think that you know what? That doesn't than... sound very interesting. I'm I'm actually quite happy the way he did it because um, okay, well, you're telling me we'll just... <laughs> you're telling me that it wouldn't have been cooler if we didn't know that Marco learned reverse <sighs> alchemy. You're telling me if you didn't see any of that shit and like any of that shit of them discovering how to reverse the the big ass alchemy and philosopher's stone alchemy circle. And you see, you just see Marco pull out a glove. He says that line, you know, I learned how to destroy them too, and he just fucking pops envy in the fucking forehead you're telling me you wouldn't know, you found that less hype than if he you didn't know that shit yeah because he's been studying his whole life well okay vj do you think that okay, so it's you not gotta, only just then that's what i'm saying i'm saying now they found the circle the one who discovered that shit during the six months it would have been way cooler <laughs> yeah man okay well vj do you think that I part of the reason it. why why the author decided to go down this route is because this was a monthly series so you know how in weekly series <laughs> Uh, obviously the chapters are shorter, but there's like more time to revisit things in monthly mm. series. Um, there's there's like more. It's a little more compact, even though there's more pages. So maybe just as a as a way to either a she could have possibly forgotten to come back to this point, or b it's just a way to do do more in less time. Yeah, you, you know what? I didn't look at it from that angle. It's true that you know from a pacing perspective, we're definitely we're like binging the chapters we have to read. So right. it could come off as rushed, obviously, if we look at it from that perspective. I, I guess if you, yeah, looking at it from like a monthly perspective, I guess it does make more sense. 
All right. Cool. I can't fault. But like I'm saying, I can't falter for it, and I'm not saying it's a problem. I'm just using problem as as a lack, like for right, lack right. of it's a better It's the same word. thing as my talking chimera uh, grape. Like obviously <laughs> yeah, the two exactly. the two don't really matter in the grand scheme of things, but it's just that for some reason it just it just scratches you the wrong way. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's right, just, cool. it's it's about attention to detail, uh, and or lack thereof, and that actually brings me. Um, into one of my talking points, which which was, uh, you know, despite all the shit we just said, uh, this this author is really is really uh, incredible at <clears throat> at uh, putting up stuff uh, subtly or not so subtly, and her attention to detail I think is really nice. And I just wanted to ask you guys if you had noticed anything, you know, that that on a second read through or after multiple read throughs, because this is our, you know nth number of time, uh, uh, our nth time reading through the series. I just wanted to know if you guys had uh, noticed anything that, like, on a first read-through you didn't notice, but going back you see it now and you're like, oh, wow, she she thought of that, you know? Right. Um, so one thing that me and Max both noticed, uh, and this was probably on our – well, it was on Max's first read-through, so I'm actually impressed that he, he noticed it, but it was on my, like, nth read-through, which is, was mm-hmm. at Chapter 79 – uh, page 13 um, mm-hmm. where Envy comes attacking and then like we said May, May and Mar- and uh, what's what's the doctor called? Marco? Marco. Yeah, Marco, they, yeah. they fake traps um, mm-hmm. <laughs> there was the the thousand years of pain or is it thousand years of death that, yeah. <laughs> that comes up and uh, gets Envy in the, in, in the back um, mm. so I actually did a little bit of research so about this time, uh, well, it's not, it's not really much research because it was pretty obvious that around Full Metal Alchemist came out around the same time as Naruto. And it's, okay. it's uh, pretty possible that uh, as Naruto was getting popular that maybe the, the author had the chance to see that <laughs> one of the most iconic early scenes of Naruto. and uh, Or maybe it's just something that, that really happens a lot in Japan. Uh, it, it actually it is. Uh, I mean, not thing. that I know, but I I have seen it in many anime. Yeah, yeah, they, where they like poke their fingers up people's butts. Yeah, <laughs> it's so weird. Anyway. I mean, hey, man, it's a different culture. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't recommend. Nonetheless, <laughs> yeah. So I just thought it was like a fun fun That's little racist! thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, but apart from that, there's like a, a lot of pretty neat stuff that I I didn't really notice on the first time uh, going through, and and to be fair, mm-hmm. most times when I read through things the first time, I usually go at a little brisker than usual. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a lot of neat details. Um, some of the some of the scenes feel that it was a little more complete than I expected. Uh, and then there's like details that come back, and then uh, obviously, like I said at the beginning, we also revisit a lot of the earlier parts that we world build into. Um, mm-hmm. For example, when Alphonse reaches that town with with the Lido Lido church, yeah, uh, was demolished. Like the author didn't need to to point out that the radio that Alphonse fixed was still there, but I feel like it, it was a really neat touch that brought back to you know longtime readers of of the series. Exactly, like back to the beginning kind of stuff, little throwbacks. It also shows yeah. like the, the progress because uh, when Alphonse had to fix that the first time, he had to like draw a circle out manually with a bunch of fancy like uh, lines and stuff, and it just shows that compared to even though he doesn't necessarily become like overpowered, 
he does become like much better at alchemy mm-hmm. than uh he started out with at the beginning of the series. So, I yeah. agree. I I agree. I I do. Yeah, exactly. And it just it's just one of the many things that the author just uh took the time to add another story when she didn't really need to, but it just enriches the story that much more. I thought it was really cool. Uh Max, did you see did you notice anything like this? Other I mean, than I what only saw the, 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 the Naruto sort of reference type okay. thing. Okay. I like, I Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I honestly I notice it a lot on my you know, on this whatever it is, third or fourth read through now. I noticed that a lot of the dialogue uh that she uses isn't is it's not it's there for a reason you know a lot of times she'll bring up elements that that are recurring and uh one of these that i saw uh that is especially prominent is is when they first fought the frog boy chimera mm-hmm. i think scar made scar mentioned to himself like despite his his size he's a fast you know he's fast and it was the same thing when Ed got his new auto mail. It's it's showcased and it's it's noted on it's uh it's mentioned by other characters that he's a lot faster now. And that you know can just simply be a throwaway line that a regular shonen a shonen manga or anime would just be like, oh, he's powered up, holy crap! And, but it comes back later when they're fighting Pride. I think I think Ed's about to get stabbed or something, but. The frog boy comes in and manages to jump in and out real quick to save Ed from getting stabbed. And again, when I think it's when um, I can't remember who Ed was fighting. It might have been Kimberly. He he starts fighting Kimberly, and and even Kimberly makes a note of how much faster he's become with the new automail. And I think that just little details like this, I feel like it just like I said, it enriches the world so much more. And it's not just you know cheap one-liners that anime characters usually throw at each other during a fight. It's like just cleverly put into the story. I, I mean, they really say nice. that he's faster, but they also note that his punches are also a lot lighter. Exactly, stuff like that. I just think that's really cool. There's another thing I wanted to bring up. Sorry, before we move on, because it does have something to do with attention to detail. Because right, uh, I am looking a lot more. I have been looking a lot more at the art and the composition of the panels and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And in chapter seventy-two, page forty-four. When they're trying to trick uh, Kimberly into believing that Scar kidnapped Winry, right? There's this last panel here where you see Kimberly looking up at Scar, and right next to it is the panel of Scar holding up Winry, and he looks menacing, obviously, in this picture because it's meant to be an anime moment. It looks super cool and stuff. But this kind of goes back to what uh, we were talking about in a f- uh, prior episodes about that cycle of violence, mm-hmm. and. And I don't know when I when I looked back at this, I in my I thought to myself like this is Scar officially choosing to try and end the cycle of violence by siding with Winry because we did see we did say that you know uh, uh, Scar had an angel and a devil on either side trying to pull him either way into this cycle of violence. One end being Kimberly, who was the bad side, and Winry being the good side. So I thought this was like a really powerful page here i thought it like it said so much more than it let on you know it wasn't only a cool moment but it was also you know this this subtle way of letting the reader know that you know that there's been character growth here and it's i thought uh, it was really i cool. also feel that part of the reason why kimberly almost can believe this act is that he because he's like a cold-blooded murderer um he believes in the cycle of violence so i think he he can almost he believe that scar actually takes away rinri 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's like for him, the fact that they could be acting seems like out of the realm of possibilities. Right. Yeah, but going yeah. back to the to the idea of level of detail that she puts, I mm. actually have a little bit of a counterpoint, which um, if we remember back to when Hohenheim gets to walk around in the sewers for fun, and uh-huh. he gets pretty much um, surprised by Pride's shadow powers. Yes. Uh, at one point, Hohenheim makes like a hole into the wall, and then yeah. uh, Pride is unable to get to him. And then mm-hmm. it's like, hey, uh, Pride, are you pissed at me for for not being able to kill me? And then Pride's like, oh, I, I because I am the, the 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 sin of Pride, I don't have any of the other sins, so I don't feel wrath, I don't feel hunger, and I don't feel lust. So I actually have a little bit of gray for this. For for one, I do you guys actually think that the sins only feel, oh, the sins can't can't feel the other sins? Like there are other primal emotions. Yeah, the other primal emotions. Uh, Max, what do you think? I mean, envy shows wrath all the time. Um, she shows being angry. Like it's not like. I'm, or, um, it. I I think. And this goes back to what you were saying about giving the author some leeway because at the same time you wouldn't water you don't want these characters to be that one sided right but, but she she specifically tries to make them sound one sided and I have the counterpoint is that we had we had that scene earlier on in in previous chapters where rad said that you know I have my own pride in being a homunculi okay the same you, way you, you know have what? pride in being a human. But same I, time, he's not purely made homunculi. He's, that's exactly what I was going to say. He was transformed by the stone, so he's also he's also like that human transformed part, but so right. the brain of a human. That is, person. yeah, word for word. What I was going to say is that to to counter to counter your counter. <laughs> um, I mean, <laughs> you just first activated of all, my trap card. Yeah, exactly. I mean, first <laughs> of all, you got to keep in mind also, you know, uh, that it could have been lost in translation. Maybe he didn't say. I take pride in being a homunculus word for word. It could have been phrased differently in Japanese so that he didn't expressly, you know, say pride. Exactly. And also, yeah, like Max said, he is first and foremost a human. So while he is predominantly, you know, wrath, the sin, there there is elements of him that make up a human. So his pride is a homunculus. There is even a line later down the line, uh, later down this uh, chunk of chapters that we read where he's talking to Hawkeye, I think it is, and he brings up his wife. Exactly. And he brings up his wife and he says, you know, despite says despite despite having my life paved for me and me having to walk stone for stone. I made for myself. Yeah. Exactly. Which could, you know, showcase his love for her. And Pride does the the same thing when he says he's fond of his, you know, quote unquote mother. Mother, Yes. Yeah. I, I I think I mean I get what you're saying for sure. But, you know, homunculus are basically just upgraded humans, I could say. So it, it, it's, it would be – the author does make an effort to show that they are, you know, one-dimensional characters because they represent a certain sin. But it, it's, it goes deeper than that, you know? So on, on the – like, if we expand on that, so we no, know that uh, – No, hold on. I still have something else to say on yeah, attention to detail. Sorry. So in uh, chapter 75 on slide 7 – Oof, that a is way some bigger talking point. This is a way bigger talking point than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> That's I, it just no. This is this is really just a little something. Uh, yeah, go for it. 
There's a guy in like the middle right. Okay. Slide sort of. He just yeah. looked completely like the the priest of Leto in like the earlier chapters. <laughs> Yo. Wait, which page? Yo, is this? this is page chapter seven, right? seventy-five. Uh, page seven. seven. Yeah. Yo, I did not even think of that. That's crazy. What would have been wild is if he was a descendant, but we know that's not possible because obviously yeah, they all exactly. died. But... And Envy wasn't even born at that time yet, so like she couldn't have. Yo, <laughs> that's cute. I like. Anyway, that. Anyway, it's just a reuse. It's like. Gotcha, bitch. Anyway. Gotcha, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, bitch. <laughs> uh, okay, that's, well, that's one, one thing dope. is, um, so going back, uh, so we know that these sins are all, like, expelled from Father's body into, like, a form, right? Yeah. So do you think when he expels, like, for example, greed, he loses any sense of greed? I feel like him. Sorry, I had to sneeze. Him you excluding say? souls from his body is more like excluding people of certain type of char- characteristics. So, like for example, like we never see him. Well, we okay. So the most basic one. So we never actually see him like lust over anybody. I'm fa- talking about father, right? Which, well, considering yeah. if he calls himself father, but he doesn't look for somebody called a mother, which is whatever. Um, it might be because he expelled lust, and since lust was destroyed, he never got to reabsorb lust the same way he reabsorbed gluttony at a certain point. Mm-hmm. And like when he reabsorbed greed, I think it's we could almost see that he was almost meaner. Um, oh, you're right. You're right. Continue. Sorry. And then when he expelled greed, I feel like he just became a little more cold and emotionalist. Do you think he actually expels like a hundred percent of that primal desire? I'm I'm hesitant to say something because I th- I think it might be a spoiler, but I'm pretty sure it's mentioned well, that has at never some stopped point. Me. True, I'm pretty sure it's mentioned at some point that these these homunculi are parts of him, and when he loses a part of uh, when he makes a new homunculus, he loses that part of him. So yeah, he he is he's super like plain and calm because. So what he, do you think he keeps? Ambition? Yeah, like, like what, are, what are you? Because if he loses all that, yeah, there's no point in continuing all his plans. Technically, well, no, I, I wouldn't say that. It's just that he has a you're, grand. You're losing personality traits. Yeah, I mean, it just... like for greed, you want to gather power because you want to become this and this. Well, like for hmm. example, when when father first meets Edward, like he's like, you could almost say he's happy to see the son of his old friend yeah he's like indifferent ish but like he helps he heals al's hand yeah but he's like curious so i mean like it's so weird because if we accept the fact that all these deadly sins are expelled from him so he should be he should have no greed well he reabsorbed greed so that's that's whatever but he should have like no lust he should have no envy he should have no wrath well, I mean, just because, uh, and uh, again, these are portrayed as bad things. You know, all these emotions, these primal emotions, they connect to other shit, but I don't think they're mutually exclusive. Like, you don't need greed to to be ambitious. He right. has this master plan that he's been working on for, what is it, a hundred, I mean, like hundreds of years you now. Be, you have to have a hint of greed. 
That's what I mean. Like, if you completely get rid of it, then you're missing that part of wanting something. Well, that's how I would say. Man, this is like an ethics issue now. It's yeah, so exactly. Weird. We're getting a bit like a, I mean, a I, deep I, question. I feel like, as a strong personality trait, greed, to the, the feeling to want something. Well, greed says it himself at some point, I think. Yeah, he, he says, wants you know, everything. Greed is desire, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, well, to be it, fair, so I, is envy, though. Envy is also a... I personally think envy is sort of like a type of greed. Yeah, but I mean, envy is malicious, whereas greed envy is, is just more like jealousy not. in a sort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greed, envy is 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 a. I don't know if insidious is the right word, but it's malicious. It's like malevolent. Like it, it's to wish. It's harmful almost. Anyway, it's... I think this is almost of a too heavy of a topic to talk about in like an acceptable mm-hmm. amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we might, we might skim over it. Well, we could just generalize our opinions. Yeah. So keywords. I mean, in general, I just feel that um, I feel like father becomes a little. It's it because of the fact that father creates these dudes out of himself in a sense. Mm-hmm. I yeah. feel like. There's a little bit of wrong in the way that he's portrayed from the author's point of view, but uh, honestly, it, it's almost like a one of those small gripes again. So I don't fault her too much for it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's just my general opinion. What about you, Max? Uh, so the fact that he always sits there and does nothing, <clears throat> and that all his personalities—that's like, I'm going to put them out there like that. I'm going to call them personalities. All his different types of characteristics are out there. Hmm. That I can understand why he just sits around and does nothing and gives them his plans and makes them do all the work. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That, that uh, that's what the big sense. bad boss does, though. Yeah, that's it. I, I mean, I'd he say just that... sits in his chairs and chill. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I get what you guys are saying, but like I said, you know, despite the fact that he, you know, severs. These emotions from his body, I, I don't think it makes it makes the other emotions that he can feel uh, mutually exclusive. You know, I don't think these things are mutually exclusive. So, you know, he can feel some sort of ambition and have a master plan without, you know, being greedy about it. And at the same time, this is something I just thought of. It's not like they're completely severed. You know, he's they're still a part of him in some way, so they're still connected. And I think one of you I know, mentioned. This my thing is only in theory that it's like completely severed their their own people, but he can still control them. Yeah, well, that's the thing. So they're still connected. So he still can feel these things, but obviously, you know, it, just to a lesser degree now that they've been personified and stuff. But one of you did say that you didn't understand how Kimberly could hear Pride's Morse code when they when they were stuck in the rock. Well, that was we never said that. On the no, no, but so one of you said it yes. before we started the podcast. What <laughs> if you guys mentioned that? Come on, dude. That's like a spoiler. It's not a spoiler because we're on the topic now. <laughs> all right, all right. Fair. <laughs> Go for it. Well, yeah. Well, it, it wasn't Kimberly that heard the heard the Morse code. It was Father you think? who heard the Morse code and sent Kimberly. Yeah, because it shows, it shows Pride hitting the helmet, and then it cuts to Father like opening his eyes or some shit. Mm. Okay. It's the same. It's the same as when Pride was about to kill all those soldiers from Briggs. You might as well say that Father is interconnected with with all his people, and that he can just send. He can know their situation. Well, That's so what I'm saying. Father's that, like that a cloud, literally like the cloud network saying. between everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like Wi-Fi. Before right. Wi-Fi was a okay, thing. Well, yeah, I feel it's like... the same as when you know Pride was about to kill all the soldiers from Briggs. 
but then he sensed that Hawkeye was home, was at home or some shit. It's like that. Okay, well, I feel like we've been having a little too many gripes, so let's talk about something I actually really loved. Sure. Um, I loved the flashback of Hohenheim and uh, Same. meeting father for, well, at that point, he's not even called a father. I don't even think he has a name. He's homunculus. That's what his name yeah, is. Yeah, homunculus. Um, I, love, I love the flashback. Like, Not only does it give you an idea of what Xerxes was before and after uh, the, the event, um, mm. He also gives you like an idea of how alchemy has evolved, um, how technology has evolved. Like at that point, the most advanced thing was like still vials with like fancy waters. Um, but here is like, oh, we're building a sewer, we're building like an irrigation system. So it really gives you like a point in time. It, it feels, it feels like natural. There's like a lot of superstitious stuff happening. He also shows that. At least at that point, you can see that uh, the homunculus has different emotions, unlike what we're talking about now. So I just love the way that everything was portrayed. Mm. Uh, and that is almost like he's pride, almost like we could say. Yeah, like because that he has dark everything. Smile. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He makes me think of the cat in Tom Hatter and. Uh... Tom Hatter. Matt, Tom Hatter. Matt Hatter. How <laughs> Alice in Wonderland, maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, the Mad Hatter. Hatter. No? No, no that's a character uh, in it's, there. Uh, it's uh, What the fuck is that thing called? I fucking had it. Shit. Uh, Alright, here. Wait. I'm, uh, Alice. Oh, Mad Wonder Hatter is Johnny Depp. I'm goofing. Whatever cat. that is. Anyway, that's... Cheshire, Cheshire Cat. Cheshire, yeah, Cheshire, Cheshire. Cheshire, Cheshire yeah. Cat, whatever. That thing. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then there's, like, that, that wonderful scene where during the ceremony there's, like, a giant eye with tentacles coming out everywhere. Like, mm, oh, my, my God. favorite. What, yeah, that, what a wonderful... That, that's, wonderful. A, no, that's a Maggie scene right there, friendo. Yeah, that was <laughs> insane. And then the, we can really see, like, the despair in Hohenheim's eyes Yeah. when everything comes in. And then, for some reason, he just takes Hohenheim's face. I don't know. I I think it's weird that he took Hohenheim's face. What do you guys think? He thought Hornheim was hot, dude. I mean, listen, it's he needed a shell, and I mean, why not take the why not take the face of your? I mean, he was already connected friend. to him by blood, technically. Exactly that too. It was just simple. It was just yeah, it was easy. It was like fuck it, it's right there. I also like the parallel at how because I mean. This wasn't directly Hohenheim's fault. It's obviously you know the king who wanted to live forever, but I like the parallel that. Um, you know, Hohenheim now has to live with this sin, as his sons kind of have to live with it. How you know, is it, it sin though? He was it's not. That's what I'm saying. It's not exactly the same thing, but it's a it's a nice little parallel, and it, it actually makes me think that you know maybe if if Hohenheim had stuck around after you know Tr- Trisha died, that's his wife's name, right? Yeah, Trisha. You know, his sons wouldn't have done what they'd done because you know. Hohenheim would have been there to correct their mistake based on past experience. But, you know, he had to go do whatever the fuck it is that he I did. I mean, he was always leaving here and there, so it was like, it was nothing new. I also like that they use this scene to show that what, it gives you a glimpse at what Father's Master Plan is. Right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, yes, but I also don't remember what his Master Plan now is. It's essentially this one on a greater Same scale. Same thing as Xerxes. But like, to what end? He's he's already. A well, they person. never explained that. So. That's what I'm saying. They don't. They didn't explain it yet, and I can't remember why th- he. Does okay, I think he. Do it. I think if I remember right. Actually, is this, is this a, spoiler? a spoiler? Let me think. This is it's spoiler, a, it is a spoiler. Like, it's definitely a spoiler. Like, he definitely. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he definitely explains himself later, but I just I'm I'm trying to think as to why. But it, it is an interesting question because as of right now, that's a that's a question in everybody's mind because he did this to you know get to gain power because he has half the souls of the people of Xerxes within him. But like, what? Where does he go from here? Is it just to get more souls to live longer? It, it makes. Is it just to conquer the world this way? I, I don't know. It's, it's speculation for first-time readers. Come back next time to find out what happens. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think this is a really cool scene. Um, oh, there's a character do. I'd like to talk about. Go, for Go ahead, my man. Who is? Gluttony. How, how did you feel about him getting snatched like that? Real uh, quick. Oh, um, yeah, that was... He just fucking... Pride just went like... Like, okay. all right, he was your favorite homunculi, right? How did you feel? <laughs> Sorry? He was your favorite homunculi, no? How did you yeah, feel? I know. I was sad. He just got wiped out like that real quick. I th- I, the way he got wiped out was neat. Like, it was cool art. But yeah, that, he so. was just... He was discarded, my guy. I, he I was felt, a snack. I personally felt that... it was, To me, at least, it felt more like the Barry scene. Like, the two felt like they served similar roles. There were a little bit of comic relief. Um, so I, I never, I didn't really feel too bad. I, I think it does open up the fact that Pride, not only is Pride shown to be probably the, I think he's like the first Sin, and, uh, it also shows that he has the power to absorb people into him, which is, um, which is pretty neat, I guess. Well, I mean, I, I'd have to assume that all of the homunculi can do this. Wait, wait, just uh, chomp on each other and get stronger. Yeah, but on Yuan's thought, the first sin, remember how uh, how when they were in the tunnel, pride was limited to that tunnel? Mm-hmm. So if father expelled from him, that means father can move around now? Could that be the reason why? Uh, damn. Man, today's know, episode has so many hard questions. Yeah, it's just because it's it's so... It's such minute things... That you wouldn't really think about unless you thought about them, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's go something more simplistic then. <laughs> Land fans, well, let's, cool let's, ass let's arm. Just, let's not disregard his no, fucking. No, no, screw this, please. <laughs> Sorry, Max. Yo, guys. Like, yeah, that's fine. I, I mean, maybe it's just like a distance to body type of thing. So he he figured it was his time to move. So now he he just brought himself to where he needed to be and that gave him the range he needed. I don't know. I don't know. It just seemed like another flash scenario because once he got his body, he could technically move, but now he has pride again and can only move within those tunnels and central. It's just weird. Wait, what? Yeah, that's yeah, he the, says they, that they said move that. In central or through the tunnels? Pride. Yep. Pride. Yeah. Well, I mean, isn't he still in central right now? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just feel was. weird they gave that uh, pride that limitation, unless that makes sense. Maybe he just needed someone to be guarding that big ass tunnel twenty four seven. Doesn't he have a uh, sloth doing that? No, sloth was. Well, sloth digging. was digging it, so he couldn't okay, be yeah. everywhere at okay, once. I guess. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. <laughs> All right. All right, so land fans, cool ass arm. So, VJ, you're an artist, right? How do you love this arm? Uh, you know what? I love it so much more than Ed's. Holy fuck. Do you really? This, yeah, dude. Like It's like I said when we, what we chapter saw is Ed's. It 
Sorry. Fuck. Oof. I don't even know. 80 something. It was during it's the 80, fight with 80 Riot. something. Yeah. I just just talk about it. It's fine. I'll search for it. It's fuck. Yeah. It, it, anyway, I I think it's way cooler than Ed's arm. And I I brought this up when we saw Ed's arm get you know changed or switched for the for the new uh, cold resistant automail arm. I didn't have a problem with it per se, but I do feel like she could have taken more uh, creative liberties with it. Because all that changed in his arm was that there were those aerodynamic whole groove things in his in his forearm. But with Lanfan, like I feel like it took some inspiration from her Singies, which is you know based on Chinese culture. And oh, stuff. that looks uh, great. Uh, yeah. Chapter eighty six, last page. Yeah, well, there you go. I, I feel like it eighty six. You said yeah, eighty six. It, it took inspiration from the from you know from the the Chinese ish. Right. Uh, armor, traditional armor, because, you know, back in the day, Shogun and Samurai, they had those pads that went up past their shoulder and uh, it's For layered. all the history buffs, uh, Chinese do not have Samurais or Ninjas, but yes, continue. Yeah, well, you know, but they had Shogun, didn't they? Is that no, that's also Japanese. That's Japanese. All right, well, Japanese. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we get a good point. Keep going, keep going. Yeah, the shoulder... We just lost the... all our Chinese viewers. <laughs> it's okay, they're all in Europe, remember, it's fine. Yeah, true. Uh, all 12 of them (laughs) but but yeah it's it's like that layered pauldron style i really like the the i really like almost how i don't want to say rough but i like that it's it's almost tied with with that leather and then that cloth underneath it it almost seems as though it 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 obviously wasn't rushed because you know it took her six months for it to be put together but it, it almost seems as though like she has to be careful otherwise it might all fall apart and I think it displays like uh, her, her expertise like... yeah, on, it, in it, that it, part like... the leather wrappings are just exactly yeah it, it looks fucking dope and, and obviously I mean the fucking the elbow blade doesn't even need to be stated right I mean like speaking of expertise I think you could you could tell just from looking at the arm that this was meant to kill like, unlike exactly. Ed's arm, which feels more like it's, a blunt object. It's functionality. And yeah, it's this functionality. Is just... Like, even when he wants to do damage, sometimes he has to transmute his arm a little bit before he could, like, mm-hmm. do anything with exactly. it. But this feels like this is trying to kill the guy. Yeah, this is simple, and it's made for one thing and one thing only. And it, it's dope, man. I love it. This actually made me thought... It, the first time I saw this, I didn't think this, obviously, because the fucking game wasn't out yet. But seeing this now made me think of... Uh, Deus Ex. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Mankind oh. Divided, dude. I got some Adam Jensen vibes from this. It was so dope. When she just jumps up on fucking Gluttony's shoulders and, and stabs him in the goddamn forehead. It was sick. <laughs> and I actually, it's a cool point you brought up. I didn't I didn't look at it this way, but yeah, this is like for battle. Like the shoulders, it's not meant to look pretty. Like it's... Mm. It's it's for battle and defense. The shoulders are like armored. The forearm is very simple, and you know the leather wrappings as well. I guess is to protect the smaller pieces of the hand. Right. Uh, it's dope. I love it. Yeah. Cool. All right. What do you guys have? I mean, other than that, man, it's a lot of the things I had were weren't gripes, but just something I I thought uh, I, something I wanted more clarity on. Um, if it's something you guys want to talk about, but I mean, we could we could go over something that Max thought of. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm currently. 
Okay, well, I got I got a little something. So, um, sure. I think these few chapters have shown the most development. You are shafting the shit out of Max today, you know? <laughs> Yo, I have nothing. What do you mean? Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, well, Max needed another week um, to, <laughs> to get everything put together. Um, yeah. So, at, at least these few chapters, well, these, these chapters that we read, I think, had the most character development for Alphonse as a character. Oh yes. Um, oh yeah. I think VJ tried to spoil a little bit something last week. Uh, yeah, that was my goal was right. to spoil it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like we saw that all the times that he had to suffer throughout the night, like in loneliness, has has come out, has, has paid off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we also keep coming back to the point that he doesn't feel pain, he doesn't feel tired, doesn't feel cold, and um, that was also useful. Um. And overall, I think that he has become like his own solitary person. He doesn't really... He's not his brother's shadow. He's not... You don't think of Alphonse as Edward's little brother anymore. You think of him as his own person. Mm-hmm. I do mm-hmm. also appreciate that when he meets up uh, his Hohenheim, Hohenheim calls him his, his vintage armor. Without realizing <laughs> Alphonse. Yeah, that was really good. Uh, I, listen, man, I couldn't agree more. This was, like you said, something I wanted to bring up last week, but uh, I was a little premature on that. Uh, just at, like you said, Al's character growth, I think, was awesome. It's one of the best uh, character developments in the series. Um, and it, it's like I was saying last week, you know, he went from this shy and uncertain character to this person who's just confident and determined. And it's showcased uh, in that scene with the chimera, the frog, and the porcupine, or whatever the hell he is. Mm-hmm. Zampano and 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 Jalpso, okay. is that his name? Yeah, them. Uh, you know when they're well, Max brought this up when they're all like, ah, damn, what do we, what do we do now? We, there's nowhere for us to go. You know, Kimberly's gonna kill us because we failed and we're stuck like these monsters. And Alphonse is just, you know, almost angry at them for giving up so easily. And well, I he didn't tells say them, nothing about that, but okay. What? I didn't say nothing about that. No, he did. Like no, uh, you were he said, talking like about. They're like, how can we ever go back? And then he like lifts off his helmet and goes like, if I want to go back, you guys can also exactly. If I can find the strength to, if I can find the hope to to want to go back, then you guys have no excuse. And like as opposed to when he thought he was not really Ed's brother, uh, it's just such a yeah yeah. It just it just show it just showcases so much character growth and character development. I thought it was great. I thought it was awesome, you know, when he, when he looks at them and he's like, well, wouldn't you guys like to go back and see your family and, you know, the Chimera, like, I mean, obviously, yeah, and then he just gets all up in their face and he's like, well, bitch, that's what you're going to do. And I thought it was cool, man. And I, it was a pretty minor talking point, but obviously I couldn't bring it up last week because it hadn't happened yet, but, yeah. Something I'd really like to see is Ho- Hohenheim putting on the armor. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> I know it's his son and all, but like, I, it's his armor. He he got it. He kept it for some reason. I don't know. It's vintage, like... though. You're not supposed to wear that shit. Yeah, just for looks. Um, oh, that's lame. Would you guys really like if you guys bought like this whole like they sell like the the stormtrooper stuff? Would you guys like never put it on? I mean, stormtrooper armor is like two thousand dollars, so I don't think I'd buy that. Um. <laughs> Ever. I mean, if you have given the chance, yeah, given the chance, I'd probably leave it lying there as like the figurine in your hallway. But that's the thing. Given the chance, I'd put it on, but I'd only put it on like once. So it stands to reason that Hohenheim has probably already put it on. Maybe. I mean, why would he even need to put it on? He's immortal, dude. It's not like it's not like anything hurts him. 
<laughs> also that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it'll protect him from father. You never know. Uh, I don't think that that armor is gonna stop. Well, I, we can pull <laughs> this off on. Uh, it's another. It's another deep fucking question. But I. Think no, I, it's, it's not a deep question. Like... Okay, first of all, if if Alphonse is still the armor, there's no, no way. No, no, I no, want not him. that. It was another talking point entirely. Oh, okay. <laughs> there was something else. <laughs> <on time. laughs> I was yeah, like, what is? I didn't, what, know, what I didn't know you were so about. passionate about this. Right. It was. Uh, it was. It was something I thought about, and it was also something I almost spoiled last week. It's it's the fact that Hohenheim, you know, has been hinting at the fact that he's a homunculus with these uh, un, these un, indescribable powers and stuff, mm -hmm. and just the fact that he's been shrouded in mystery this whole time up until these chunks of chapters where we find out that he's not a homunculus, but he is an actual philosopher's stone. And um, I just wanted to say, first of all. It's dope as fuck. But second of all, I just wanted to ask you, how how do you think this this works? It, because my first question when I found this out was, how did he have Ed and Al, and does this mean they're not fully human? And what, like, how, how does it work in terms of them being, like, <laughs> how, did it, how does it work? How did well, he I mean, birth the children? From, from what we saw, because he did get shot those few times, from his, his, his immortality at mainly is purely regenerative, I suppose. Okay. He like, he'll take the damage, but, like... Well, no, he also doesn't damage. age. There's that, too, yeah. So as long as your cells don't... Well, if they regenerate faster than they die... No, I think well, VJ's asking about his semen and stuff, dude. Oh, well, no, no, no. It's not just how he made his kids, but it's also just how he functions as it, like as a person. Like, is he still human? Is he... Like, what is he? You know? I mean, I, I kind of know what he is, obviously. I mean, it's head, a but... fictitious story. Like, what do you, what do you say? He has, he has magic voodoo in his body. It's making him live forever. <laughs> yes, how did, go, how did he go about teaching this? How did he go about teaching Sing alchemy? If he doesn't need to fucking do shit to make alchemy happen, why can they now do this long-range alchemy shit? That's another thing. Well, that's you got to read the spinoff, dude. The spinoff that she'll never make. <laughs> I mean, the homunculus taught him alchemy, but is it the same type of alchemy that he taught the West is the question. That's what I'm saying. He might we have taught two different types of alchemy. We don't know these questions, and obviously well, it doesn't I serve the story, but I mean, it, it, it's, it's like... It, yeah, it's all speculation at this point. And I just thought it, was fun, it would have been funny to talk about, you know, <laughs> the Elric brothers' conception. Like, how, how does that work? Is he still human? Man, we have some hard ass, hard ass topics today. Dude, we got philosophical as fuck today. Right. Okay, let's do something a little more simplistic. So, um, let's talk about the excellent <laughs> fight choreography um, between all the all the various members of Ed, Ed's it. team and Pride. I've seen that fight so many times in the anime. Same. It's so it's cool. Great. I was going through and I was like, I don't care for it anymore. I felt so bad for Heinkel, man. This man, this guy was was useful finally, and he's bodying the shit out of Pride, but Pride does not care at all. <laughs> he's just taking the hits, and Pride, and Heinkel's like, "Well, you know what, man? I had my moment to shine, and you're just ruining it." <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much all I thought of when I 
saw the fight. I mean, it's obviously cool. Anime fights are like the number one thing that anime fans like about anime. Right, so. but like, unlike some animes or some manga, uh, they didn't rely on like fancy special laser beams or. I mean, it's a human lion hybrid, so. I mean, agreed. Literally, I mean, shadows. Let me do that laser beam. Well, let's talk about a little bit about uh, Pride's power. I mean, didn't Gluttony have? Didn't Gluttony have a laser beam? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Exactly. But I don't yeah. think he got to use it today. Yeah, he did use it once. Did he? On what? Yeah, he absorbed the owl with envy and. Uh, no, but he didn't use yeah. it in this fight. Oh no! Because I think he was fight. prepping to use it, and then Lampman just whacked his head. Yeah. Well, yeah. Then. Cool. All right. Well, we just hit the one-hour mark, so good job, boys. Hey. Uh, your con- <sighs> your contractual obligations have been met. Yeah. Apologies to uh, to the readers at home. Uh, we, <laughs> I guess, we weren't prepared for these deep dive questions. <laughs> yeah. We... Oh man. It's been a while since we've taken ethics class, and um, true. Yeah. Anyway, um, so is that all the talking points you guys had for today? I mean, I had a yeah. few more, but they were. It was just more gripes and nitpicks. So I mean, it's not. Yeah, and we just had enough of those today, so we don't need to yeah. get more. So many nitpicks. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I had, I okay, had cool. one. So for everybody who. <laughs> And you know what? You all jumped onto the bandwagon, so fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh um, god. So, like I said last time, um, we decided to do separate what could have been a gigantic shit show of an episode into two. So uh, we'll be actually just capping off the rest of Full Metal Alchemist. So that's chapters, I think, ninety-one to one hundred five. Maybe 106. I think there's like an extra chapter that she did uh, a little later. Um, if not, uh, don't quote me on that. Um, so yeah, we're just going to cap it off. Uh, because I think next episode, since we'll just really be talking about the finale, um, uh-huh. there isn't necessarily too much to talk about. So what I wanted to do was probably do a little more relaxed. We'll talk about more general topics about our feelings on Full Metal Alchemist in general. Um, okay. And then we'll... we'll We'll reveal the results. So what we did is that I, I sent out a form where we had to write down five uh, series. And then we'll just see which one keeps coming up. And then that'll decide the direction we're going to go for our next quote-unquote season. Um. So, yeah. Are you guys uh, have anything else to say? No, nah, man. I'm excited to wrap yeah, it that's up. That's all. all right, it excellent. sounds super fun. Let's do this. All right. Excellent. Yeah. So this has all – that. this has – been everything I had to say. Uh, my name is Yuan. I'm VJ. I'm Marks. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Merks. Goodbye.